go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, huh? You cross your, uh, dot your eyes and cross your teeth correctly. You never know. You need something all the time. You never know. Like, seriously. Like, you never know, man. Like, you know, like, like, life is all about life. Doing stuff sometimes, craziness, when a situation presents itself that might be great. And, like, you're like, all right. About these experiences. Huh? Tell me about the experience. Oh, okay. You gotta sell it to me. I don't fucking, I didn't get money from this. I'm just. No, 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 no. You gotta sell. You gotta pitch it to me. What? I don't own money in this thing. Huh? Doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's not about no money. I want to know how great the place is. Amazing. Super fun. So first off, we live in this shithole called the Peacewell, which is, I mean, there's an Applebee's. And so anyways, it's it's probably, let's call it 20 minutes north. I think the first time, this is going to be my first time, like, changing the, I'm just going to change the episode name right now. I know it's like pre, what do I call it, pre-swinger jacuzzi adventures? I'm going to call this swinging Saturday. Swinging Saturday. So look. Start off like this. There's two Saturdays involved, two Saturday nights involved. This past Saturday and the Saturday, the Saturday night before. And so it starts there. It starts actually Saturday morning with the Prius. And that is my Prius had went down. I was taking the sun to go get a haircut. And all of a sudden um, it said hybrid system going down. Hybrid system went off. Luckily, it was it went off just as I was crossing the intersection, a, a huge intersection at that parked in the dirt, called the wife because she's my superwoman, uh, called her first. Then I called AAA, got signed up with AAA again, uh, the basic package. That means, you know, they could tow my car up to seven miles, which is extremely close to my house. But no, I don't need that. I need a mechanic shop. The lady was nice, found a mechanic shop that dealt with hybrid systems. That, that was a specialty. Um, it was on seven miles. It was seven miles exactly. Went to them. Come to find out, nigga had ran out of gas. Yes, and I, first time ever or whatever. But the thing about it was it wasn't my fault. So I, the notification, I mean, the you know, on the dashboard, it said that I had you know, such and such miles left. I had a well enough to go take my son to the barbershop, go home, do a backflip, go to Costco, then fill up, right? And that's where I was going to go. I was going to go to Costco. They got cheaper gas, whatever. Fire pizza too. Um, it ran out of gas. And I I thought it was something else. So uh, there were two, there were two, um, it could have been two things, and he kept it with he kept it real with me. He looked out for me. Uh, he did the whole diagnose thing because at first he was like, "Look, man, we can you can bring the car in, but it's gonna sit here until Monday." 
Uh, we can check it out Monday, and then if you want to go forward, you, we can work on it, and it'll be ready up by Tuesday. That's not going to work with me. I mean, I could have gotten me a goddamn um, rental, but I was just trying to see what it was so I can get back up and run in. Let's go. It's like three-something. He closed at four. We got there just before four. He did his thing. He was like, man, look. Go take, you know, the wife pull up. She mad. <laughs> she mad. And she like, look, I mean, he like, look, he gave me a gas can. He said, look, go put $20 in there. Fill it up. I mean, not fill it up, but go put $20 worth of gas in this. Bring it back. We're going to uh, fill a car, you know, not fill it up, but we're going to put the gas in the car and we're going to see if it's that. If it's that, then OK. If it's something else then that something else is $900. <laughs> I'm like, shit, $900? That's what I don't have, especially during the holiday season. So I go do it, come back. He put a little, and I thought it was, at first I thought it was the gas. So my wife had told me, she was like, this is not like you. Like, you usually stay on top of the maintenance with both of the cars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and this is the longest that I went, and I'm like, yo, I definitely need to get some oil. But just being lazy, just not doing it, just not getting out of, out of the way, just wanting to go to work and come home, and that's just on me. So I'm thinking, like, damn, man, maybe I really fucked up the engine or some shit like that. Like, some, it was none of that. I literally ran out of gas, and he said it's because my fuel system was off. And so even though it said that, you know, you had such and such gas left in the car, um, the system didn't pick it up. So when it doesn't pick that up, then it's going to shut off. And it and sure enough, that bitch shut off. I went on YouTube and it said you got to uh, take this cable off and to reset the system and shit like that. And some people said it worked. Some people said it didn't work. And I'm like, man, fuck. Dude was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You just ran out of gas. You do need to maintenance. You need some maintenance to your fuel system uh, to where it can get back on track. But no, you just ran out of gas. So we started with that. Wife was mad. He even went over there and told her, like, it's not his fault, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now we're at the time, we're at the part where it's dinner time. You know, the kids is at home. Um, what are we going to eat? So I text her. I said, you want to do Popeye's? I'm, I'm driving. We driving on the side of each other, headed home. I like, I know we coming up on the Popeye's. We don't want to do Chinese food. We don't want to do pizza. We don't even feel like cooking because... You know, if we if we do cook, we got to buy everything fresh because everything is frozen at the house. So I'm like, let's do Popeye's. Sure enough, we go to Popeye's. We pull up. There's a line. There's a Magic Mountain line. And we knew it was. Well, this is the thing. Before that goddamn sandwich was heavily promoted, even before it just came back out, the line was never long. The only time the line is long is on Tuesdays. And that's for obvious reasons. It is usually Tuesday evenings because People are going to get that, you know, cheap ass meal, you know, tripling up, quadrupling up on the Tuesday uh, special. <sighs> but it was a goddamn sandwich that's taking all this goddamn attention right now. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And y'all heard me. If y'all follow me on Twitter, um, y'all see my rants. If y'all heard a, the last couple of episodes, I said I'm not... <clears throat> I am not about to give in to this goddamn chicken sandwich where 20 years from now, they're going to be like, yo, do y'all got chicken lymphalema? Because if you had this chicken sandwich 20 years ago, you may have it and you may have the right to sue. 
<laughs> I don't want to be a part of that goddamn commercial, right? Off of a goddamn chicken sandwich that everybody has hyped up for the past, what, three or four or five months or whatever. Whenever the goddamn chicken sandwich came out and then came back out, y'all bringing this goddamn chicken sandwich back out. People have been getting beat up, uh, murdered over this goddamn chicken sandwich. Now, some people say, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, what is it? Uh, cut in line. That's the reason why people got stabbed and cut up and shot and shit like that. But no, it, you're in line for a goddamn chicken sandwich. All right. And I'm like, and I told y'all I was on some fake hotel shit. And I'm like, I'm not eating this goddamn chicken sandwich. They sprinkling crack in it. It's bringing down the black community. I'm not eating this goddamn chicken sandwich. I refuse to eat that goddamn chicken sandwich. I haven't had Wendy's chicken sandwich. I haven't had Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And I'm damn sure not about to eat this goddamn Popeye chicken sandwich that y'all keep raving about. Me and my wife bought two chicken sandwiches, right? I ate, I ate half of one. And let me tell you, when the combination of being hungry at the time, being relieved of some information at the time, and liking chicken that much, that fire was good. It was good. But I'm going to keep it real with you. Have I, have I had the sandwich since? No, I haven't. And I'm going to tell you why. It's a basic-ass sandwich. A basic ass sandwich, okay? Don't get me wrong. I think the bread complements the chicken well. The pickles, the sauce, or whatever, phenomenal. I think the buttering of the goddamn bread, toasting it to a perfection, helps that sandwich tremendously. Other than that, it's a big ass. I don't even know what part of the bird, I mean, I don't know what part of the chicken this is because it's, it's juicy too. There's no bone in it. And it's crispy. So it is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not good enough to be, you know, cutting in line, stabbing people, beating up people. You know, I understand that the white people that got beat up during this time was because of racial slurs and being disrespectful in a well-established black restaurant. Um, but other than that, no, you could, you're not missing anything. Like, you could literally make that sandwich at home. You know, you can there's nothing special about it. It is good, but I think it's just they're using some fire as grease and the seasoning is just is is superb. But other than that, it's not a it's not a Hall of Fame sandwich. If it goes to the Hall of Fame, it's going off the it's going off of the numbers. <laughs> you get it? The numbers? We bought a lot. Um so we did that. So I I fell into it. I ate it. I ate, there's video footage of me eating the sandwich. Um, and then I even put it out there. So I did have some <sighs> fast forward Saturday nights. I'm trying to turn into jacuzzi nights with me and my wife. And if you heard the last couple of episodes, um, I talk about jacuzzi meetings. That's me and the wife. We sit in the jacuzzi, whether there's people around or not. And we discuss everything under the sun with, uh, details, heavy details. We talk about everything. We're open. We talk about what we do and don't like, what we love, what we hate, everything. What you bring it up. You can talk about a fucking BMX bike. And I can tell you what I love and I don't like about the goddamn bike to my wife in a jacuzzi. And it helps that we're under the influence. We're drinking a lot of red wine. You know what I'm saying? So um, my wife, she loves the sangria wine. 
Um, I'm not sure if she really liked the watermelon one. She didn't like the white bottle one. Um, the black bottle, she tore that shit up, got her to a whole nother level. Um, yeah. So fellas, you might want to go look into that sangria, uh, wine bottle. <sighs> so we decided to go to the jacuzzi again and we usually go to the front jacuzzi, but this time we go to the, we went to the back one. The difference between the front and the back, well, the front one, it seems like everybody uses that one when we don't use it. Therefore, they're like, it, so it's overworked. A lot of the jets is not working in the front one. You know, it seems like it's just like one side or like 65% of the jacuzzi is popping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which I'm glad I reminded myself. I got to put in a work order for the goddamn community for the uh for the big jacuzzi in the front. So we decided to go to the back one. Now the back one, the difference between the back one and the front one is the back one's a little bit more intimate. It's smaller, of course, was a little bit more intimate. Um and it's just it's just it's just a different feel or whatever. Now my I don't know if my wife remembers. I do. I remember the couple that we was talking to um the last time we had went back there. Um they just had this porno vibe to them. You know, he was like muscular, very fit. They look like porno couples. That's all I'm saying. You know, she looked like a she like a typical I think she was a brunette. She could have been blonde, but it was more she just gave off this porn vibe, you know? Like this she just did. <clears throat> Both of them did. Anyhow, we never seen them again. Fast forward <clears throat> fast forward to that Saturday night. After I ate the chicken, go to the jacuzzi. We go to, we decided to go to that one. We have to drive to that one. It's not that far to where we can't walk, but when that cold air is hitting you and, and them wet, um, them wet shorts, yeah, it's not a, it's not a good feeling. Now, unless it's in the summertime, then we cool. We would have made that walk, but we drove, we get there immediately as we walk in, you make that right. You start heading towards the pool and the jacuzzi area. Uh, we seen this chick, this black chick. My wife noticed her ass immediately. She had a nice ass. She had a nice big ass. I can say that because my wife asked me if I seen her ass, and I agreed that I seen her ass. She had a bathing suit on that complimented her ass. It was a nice ass. She looked like she was a, a solid 6'1". She looked like Candace Parker. She literally looked like she could be Candace Parker's sister, younger sister, I should say, because she's 22 years old. We get there. There's two other people in the jacuzzi area that she's walking towards. Two white guys, right? Immediately, my antennas went up. I'm because I'm I observe a lot, so I'm looking at what's going on, and I'm looking at the two gentlemen, and I'm looking at her, and I looked at her ass again because that's what men do. We look at ass. And I'm looking at how they're talking to each other. So immediately as we get to the jacuzzi, we're greeted in this very party-ish, um, you know, outgoing type of greet, you know. Um, I'm not giving up any names because I'm going to, I, I'm going to bet and I'm going to put this out there that we're all eventually going to do an episode together. <laughs> and, and, the, and the topic is going to be very detailed. I have a feeling this is going to be great. Anyhow, prior to this, I mean, to this episode that I want to do, uh, this episode, 
I'm not going to say any names just out of the respect of the I haven't talked to them about me sharing the information. So that's just out of respect. But I will say this. I'll call I'll call the first guy white man number one and the second guy white man number two. And then also the chick, I'm going to call her the Russian black spy. She's a Russian spy. And the reason why I'm calling her the Russian black spy is because she's from Russia. A 22-year-old black girl from Russia, born and raised. She's only been in the U.S. for eight years, four in Miami, four in L.A. You're like, wow, why do you remember this about her? Well, I remember a lot of things about each and every one of them. It's just that this one stood out because my antennas went up again. So white guy number one is a more outspoken, outgoing one. We're going to get to him later because he is a very important part of the story. White guy number two is from Queens, New York, and he talks like he's from Queens, New York. And remember that movie, uh, Most Want, uh, Malibu Most Wanted, the main character? That's who he reminds me of. He all, look wise, he looks like he looks like Aaron Rodgers on keto. He looks like a diet Aaron Rodgers. He has the huge Yankee logo on his arm. Uh, and that's the only one that stood out. He has some other tattoos, but that I pay attention to people. So I asked him, I said, yo, and I noticed the accent a little bit. I said, you from New York? He was like, yeah, I'm from Queens, son. He was talking like that. Literally, he was talking like he was from Wu-Tang. And every time he made a joke or I made a joke, he would dat me up. And he would say, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he kept doing that. Straight out of, like, it was some real life uh, Malibu most wanted type shit, right? Now, white man number one is from California, Beach City. I'm not gonna tell you which one, but he's from a beach city, and you could tell. It wasn't more of a, he didn't give me the hippie type vibe, he didn't give me the surfer type vibe, but it was more of just, I can just tell he, yeah, he was definitely from that area. Um, very outgoing. Then boom, he hit us with the, I assumed at first, before I get to that, I assumed that him and the girl, the Russian, were married when he mentioned this. They, at least in a relationship, come to find out, fast forward to last, uh, to this past Saturday night, they weren't a couple at all. But going back to that Saturday night, I thought they were married. They mentioned a swingers club. So... My antennas went up again, but also my interest level went up again. So me and my wife just listening. My wife is lit off of the wine, right? And um, yeah, she was lit off of the red wine. So we started asking questions. They started giving us answers, uh, detailed answers about the club. You know, they have TVs. There is porn everywhere on every TV. I got excited when he said TV and food because I'm like, look, if we go to any any establishment and I'm not feeling it or whatever, at least I know I can be watching some goddamn sports center highlights and eat some wings. I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? You can salv salvage the night if you got those two combinations right there. But he kind of like low-key killed it when he was like, yeah, so they got TVs everywhere, but it's all porn. And he was like, the selection of porn is not the greatest. <laughs> he said, and, and that may have been the nights that he went 
But he was like, yeah, the selection of porn is not the greatest. But uh, regardless, there's some porn on the television. Then he also said, you know, like, like you said, there, there, there's some food that's being served there. The one thing that stood out was he said you could bring your own alcohol. You bring your own alcohol and they have themed nights, themed nights. Uh, so he was like, yeah, you know, tonight we're wearing polka dot. Uh, the other night there's a, a, a tie dye shirt that you could wear, you know, all kind of just random shit. You know what I mean? You could conservative night, like you could dress very, not conservative, but very casual night or, or suit and tie type of night. Um, just different type of things, not necessarily costumes, but just what the theme is going to be that night. So, you know, like I said, me and my wife, we really in it and he invited us and we we're like, yeah, we'll check it out. We'll definitely check it out because I've heard of square River clubs before where there's just a club part and then there's the other part. Right. And that's what he said. He said, you guys can, do, if you guys don't want to go to the other part or whatever, where you yet and still, you don't have to be touched. No one else, no strangers have to touch you or anything like that. If you just want to go in there and do your own thing, or if you just want to go and watch and, I'm like, okay, you know, I, again, there's a lot more details to this story that will come in a later episode. So you just have to stay tuned. Soon as I talk to everybody that's a part of these shenanigans, then I'll let you know. Matter of fact, you probably get to hear it from their mouth. We'll see. We'll set that up. So he breaks it down. He tells us everything that comes with, you know, going to the club and the rules, regulations, what's inside, you know, we went online and looked at it. Very interesting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But my antennas were still up. So that first night, I was a little bit more talkative, and my wife was a lot more talkative or whatever. Um, and the only reason why I would say the second time around I wasn't as talkative because I wanted to test, I wanted to check his character out. So my thing is I observe people a lot. I'm a creative person. And some of that that comes with that creativeness is that I have to fill out people. I have to see who I'm around. I don't know. I don't know if that's our part of being creative, uh, being a creator, but I pay attention to people. And so his personality checks out. It's not, it's not fraud because when he came up the other night, uh, I, he sent me an email responding to the email that I sent to him. So how did I get his email? He gave me his email. My wife called him on, on his bullshit and said, how do you pass out your email and not your number? He said, he claims that it's better to communicate. People take emails more serious than text messages. I, I didn't agree with that. The wife didn't agree with that. She called him on his bullshit and damn near pressured in him, pressured him. I wouldn't say pressured him, but he, it seemed like he was pressured to give me his actual number because my wife caught him out on this bullshit. Therefore, I have his email and his number. I didn't text him. I emailed him during the weekday. And I want to say it had to be in a, it either had to be on a Friday. It could have been that Saturday morning. And I want to say it was either. It was either. I re, so he responded to an email and I think I responded back, but then that Saturday morning, when I confirmed that we were going that night, I sent him another uh, email and I said, Jacuzzi gang, um, we'll be at the Jacuzzi tonight at eight. So regardless if he, if they were going back or not, we were still going because like I said, we do Jacuzzi meetings. We get there, but this time we're going with extra people. I'm going to not release those names, but you know what? Let's put it like this. 
I will release the names because I know they're listening and they've been on the show, but I will not I will not give out the information that was said in the jacuzzi until further notice. So it was me, the wife, the sister-in-law, and of course, the best friend. Um, and when I'm with them, normally I don't talk much. You know, I don't talk as as much as I as as much as I do. I don't talk that much when I'm around them. They're the show. You know, those are my three amigos. I protect them, which is a very important thing that I must say about this is that that Saturday when it was just me and my wife, in my head, I said, no matter what, because it was so awkward about the people that was there, I said, no matter what, no matter how great this night is going, no matter how great this conversation is going, no matter how good these people are, how genuine they might seem, I have to protect my wife. If my wife feels uncomfortable about anything, but my wife was holding, she was on some alpha, some male alpha shit, like for real. Like she was on some real alpha shit that night where I just sat back and just let her do all the talking mostly. Now you fast forward to last Saturday again, she was on that, but I think she caught on to his personality and catered to his personality. Meaning like no matter what, everything is all fun and games. We all cool. We get, we going to blurt out shit and don't be offended or anything like that. And I think she grabs onto that quickly. Um, the sister-in-law and friend, I'm going to call them my little sisters. Let's put it like that. Both of them are my little sisters. So my little sisters is tagged along and I wouldn't say tag along. I tag along with them. Let's put it like that. No, that's so disrespectful. I tag along with them. Anytime is like they are destiny's child. All of them are Beyonce, by the way. None of them are Kelly or Michelle. When I'm with them, I'm quiet. I'm the, I turn into the bodyguard. So they come along. I I always feel like the man because I got three beautiful women. Three beautiful women. My wife is the. I gotta say, my wife is is number one though. Is only is <laughs> only right. And I'm like, and I'm here, and I and I'm, and I'm surrounded by be, uh, beautiful women. But I have to protect them. I have to protect my wife, and I have to protect my sisters. So, um, he pops up. <laughs> he pops up like an hour later. We get there at eight, almost eight on the dot. Again, I told y'all that the jacuzzi shuts down at 10, but you know, we get that little extra 15 minutes. So we know we got a, a solid hour, hour, 15 minutes left before we got to get back to the crib. No, no problem. We figured we was going to have the jacuzzi to ourselves. Here he comes. Lo and behold, white guy number one <laughs> pops up. Now, mind you, I'm thinking that you know, the black chick is going is not too far behind, you know, and, and then his brother from Queens, New York is going to be coming as well. But no, that wasn't the case at all. He came solo dolo with a uh, padded Amazon envelope full of beer, his little speaker, cute little speaker. And he was watching his uh, football game. Uh, his 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 uh, university that he went to. This is this is how you know he went to a university and he was watching his old school play. And then after that, he puts on his music. Now let me describe these two gentlemen um, that night. Before I get to the second night, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna go back to the first one. 
white guy number one was more like Jason Bateman type of personality, you know, uh, witty with the words, quick, sarcastic, you know, sarcastic, you know what I'm saying? But very friendly and very uh, respectful. But at the same time, wasn't scared to be himself. White guy number two, again, was like the most uh, Malibu most wanted character. You know what I'm saying? And then you got the Russian spy who looks like Candace Parker with ass. Everything doesn't fit. If you just breaking it down, one cat is from New York. One cat is from Cali. The girl is black and she's Russian, full authentic Russian. He supposed to be they supposed to be brothers. I don't know if they meant that like that's my homeboy type of brother or if they have the same parents. Um, she, on the other end, I thought they was married. They're, they weren't even in a relationship. Her being from Russia, all that shit just threw me off. Anyhow, they've been to the swinger clubs before. She was very uh, into it. And come to find out, the wife told me that she was giving her the eyes. You know, the I'm interested in you type of eyes. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at that. But that's not okay. Now that you get the personalities, let's go to last Saturday, which he shows up and I wanted to observe him again this time before he started drinking. Because when we got there to, uh, the first time, he was already lit. <laughs> he was already lit. You could tell because some of his words was a little he was slurring a couple of his words, um, but he was already lit this time. We call him before he started drinking. Personality still the same. Nothing changes. His words are more a little bit more crisp because he's sober, but personality, smart remarks, everything, funny guy, stupid funny. Um, and out of respect, I said I wasn't going to say his name or anything like that, but I promise you, I'm going to have him on the podcast. I have to have him on the podcast. Even if I got to take my equipment to his house, I'm going to have him on the podcast. And that's my goal is to have everybody that was at the jacuzzi on that podcast and it's going to be the topic is going to be obvious. Anyhow, let's get back to that. So what took place that night was a lot of being open, talking about fantasies and stuff like that regarding to the swingers club, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I will not release that information until I speak to all parties. <laughs> I got to be respectful. I'm just telling you the jacuzzi meetings. Anybody that comes and visit me and the wife and we go to the jacuzzi, you never like you never know what to expect. You could come and visit and it might be a dull night, but we do dull nights. We do nights where we're it's just me and her in the jacuzzi or it might be some kids running around and shit like that. They jumping back and forth from the pool to the jacuzzi. But for the most part, it's either one or two people or a couple. And, you know, sometimes there are some teenagers there and then they end up leaving and we had a jacuzzi to ourselves, but we go to the back jacuzzi three times. We've gone to the uh, the back jacuzzi, and it's always been a different experience. So you know, you got the two swinger night, uh, the two swinger nights, and then the one night with the. I feel like they were a porno couple, like they were in the porn business. But I have no way of confirming that unless we bump into them again. The two swinger nights, like I said, the first night was more of an introduction to them. The second night was more of an introduction to us because now we were the dominant ones where, you know, we had, you know, I was with the gang and then he was there by himself, still open, still cool, still whatever, whatever, answer whatever questions we had. And not only that, 
we basically was open about our fantasies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <sighs> I was more reserved and conservative only because not that I didn't want to share my information because I was the last one to speak <laughs> and they peer pressured me, but because I wanted to see how he was going to act in front of all those black women. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see if his personality was going to change, how he was going to talk to them, how open was he going to be. And I got to say, man, from those two nights of meeting him, he seemed pretty authentic. Now, it's still some red flags because he just was too open or whatever. But I know he liked black women, though. I know he liked black women for sure when he had the black Russian. Then he told me, this is what he told me. <laughs> he told me, he was like, man, that's the third Russian. He said that's the third Russian that year, this year, that he had, a, you know, um, which was crazy. I'm pretty sure we're going to bump into him again. I'm going to email him just because. He's a cool cat. So now we're about to wrap it up. You know, we talked about everything under the sun, fantasies and all. Um, tune into that episode, though. That's going to be a phenomenal episode. Um, as we're leaving, um, he was just so persistent on trying to show us his house. You know, we stay in the same community, but we stay, you know, some houses away from each other. It's a, it's a pretty nice walk from my from his house to my house because he's right next to the jacuzzi. And like I said, we had to drive to the back jacuzzi to get there. The walk is not bad, but we prefer to drive. Anyhow, he was so goddamn persistent. We went. We were like, damn it, let's go. So he gave us a tour of his house. And I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to tell you what we seen. I'm not going to tell you what happened, <laughs> but we took a uh, we took a a tour of his house, and it was a quick tour. We was we went there no more than I would say about five minutes, but I'm going to uh, keep the details to myself until I can until I talk to all parties about you know if if I'm able to share that type of information just to keep you guys interested. Uh, if, if all parties sign off on what was said the, at, in the jacuzzi and what was said back at his place, um, I will tell you that we talked about, uh, again, fantasies, what happened in those fantasies, what would you like to happen in those fantasies, um, different sexual experiences, um, what else? Obviously, there was more details on what happens inside the club, different rooms, et cetera, et cetera. And there were some objects <laughs> involved. <laughs> and then that's it. That's it. That is the not the wrap up, not the wrap up. But that is I will put it to you like this. This is the closure of the PG-13 version of Prius Jacuzzi oh Swinger Jacuzzi Adventures which I might which I might change it to Swinging Saturdays Swinging Saturdays and for those people that's assuming no me and my wife are not swing <laughs> we are not swingers but we are adventurous people and we will go to the swinger club we will one day. I don't know when 
Uh, but we definitely will uh, because we're cool like that. I, I want to go see. I want to go see. I'm nosy. I'm definitely nosy or whatever. And that's it. That's it. I know I hyped up this episode because uh, it was a lot that happened on that particular Saturday. And then I waited until the following Saturday because I felt like we was going to link up again. And I knew some other shit that was going to happen. And lo and behold, uh, it never failed. Yes, both of those Saturday nights was a lot of content. And I would say I gave you at least 40% of it. The sick, the rest of the 60% is too many details. Too many details. And I can just tell you right now, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for coming through. BTG for President, Rare Sonics Network. Uh, <laughs> bye. Don't eat that chicken either. Put that chicken sandwich down. <laughs>